When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Richie. on Walker. Hello Cherries fans, this is episode 174 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. At the weekend, frustrated Cherries fans, they reacted with Tiggs on the mic at full time after Cherries squandered a two-goal lead against Spurs. They netted three second-half goals to come away with all of the points at a dismal Dean Court after Kiefer Moore headed in a beautiful second, complementing his first quite excellent goal that we scored in the first half where we broke away. We're going to go over to Tiggs very shortly for the fan cams outside the Vitality Stadium. But until then, it's worth me telling you that this show is brought to you by the Green King Season Ticket Sports app. Now, this match against Spurs, it wasn't on the TV, but in the evening there were a couple of games on Sky Sports and they were all of course shown at your local Green King pub there's quite a few in and around the stadium the Broadway the Brunswick the Richmond Arms but they're littered all around Bournemouth Paul and Christchurch I like the Westbourne always used to go there and there are yeah there are loads to go to they're regarded as the home of pub sport and they're all an ideal place to have a drink and some food before the game. Now, if you download their season ticket sports app, just search Green King, that's green with an E at the end, season ticket sports app. It's free to download, but there are benefits to the having the app, including just flashing a QR code at the person behind the bar that will get you 10% off a range of drinks one hour before, during and after any televised matches they're showing. Also, you've got your booking functionality to secure your table before you arrive. Plus, there are games on the app with instant prizes too. Plus, we've got something very special for you as well, because if you use the code BOTN... Stands for back of the net, by the way. B-O-T-N, yeah? B-O-T-N. You can unlock some beautiful extra offers and discounts throughout the season. Plus, we'll also, for doing that, give you a free pint or a free drink the first time you download and use it. Just head to your app store and search season ticket to download. If you can't make it to the game, visit Green King Sports Pub. They're your home of pub sport. It's where the fans go. Right then. 3-2, from 2-0 to 3-2 down. Ugh. Let's hear what fans said. Here's Tiggs. Outside Dean Courts, and it's a 3-2 game, unfortunately, to Tottenham. Uh, Bournemouth were 2-0 up at one point, though. Mr Tom Jordan, what do you make of that? Oh, mate, can't believe it. I, um, yeah, probably losing by the old goal before the game, I would have said. Uh, valiant effort, didn't expect anything. 2-0 up, absolutely cruising, to be honest. I thought they were, they were really poor. We were so comfortable. They weren't doing anything really. 
and then we decided to change things. I, I don't understand. Um, yeah, 2 0, decided to take off Phil Billing and bring on Jane Antley, so we changed the system. Dom Slanky goes to right midfield, and we just decided to set off him for half an hour. I, I don't get it because we didn't set off a all game and we were 2 0 up, so yeah, don't really understand it. And then obviously, as soon as they got one back, they were bringing on Fredericks, bringing on Jack Stevens, we're trying to hang on. Uh, I feel for Travs because he's back in, probably should be better for the equaliser. Great. Uh, probably his mistake. And yeah, it was it was just we were so comfortable. I just can't believe it. I, I don't I don't get change of thing. There's not a problem. What's the um, old saying? Don't change anything. If there's nothing. There's, 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 there was nothing to be. There was no need to change a thing. We were so comfortable. I almost felt we were more likely to get a third. Yeah. We were all over them. They had nothing. They had no answers. And then we went. We kind of almost went to them. Come on, we're going to let you come on us now. And you do that to the quality they have. That's what's going to happen. Um, Silly goals to concede, but we just we played into their hands, mate. We were so comfortable. You got to give us credit for the the first half and the first hour. Really, we were superb. Uh, Kiefer Moore just was absolutely sensational. They couldn't cope with him, um, and we were yeah we were great. Tavernier wing back played really well. Uh, Samura was getting forward well. We were glad he was back in and he showed that. And it was just yeah getting bodies up with with Dom. It was working, and they they couldn't cope with us. To be honest, you wouldn't know the league positions. They we were the better team. By far the better team. It wasn't just counter-attack, we were the better team. And then, for whatever reason, we decided to just change everything. And I, I, I can't get my head around it, mate. Really maybe, maybe a lack of bravery there in, in terms of, you know, we know that Tottenham yeah. go a little bit more urgency when they're 2-0 down. Yeah. So, sort of preemptive changes. But I, it didn't feel like, at that point, there was going to be anything coming from them that we no. couldn't handle. No, the 2-1 the goal, <clears throat> uh, Sessegnon, that, that, that come out of nothing, didn't it? And you really felt like, if we can just keep it 2-0 to the last 10, we'll be fine. But they got that goal back and then, yeah, and then, and then we just panicked. We panicked. We felt like we played. I felt like when we got the second goal, we played like it was the last five. Yeah. And it wasn't. There was, there was nearly half hour to go. There, you can't play like that. You're inviting quality onto you. And we gave more time. Lucas obviously Three, two. came on. All right, mate. And, um, yeah, they just, they come alive. And that's what's going to happen when you play a good side. So... Really disappointed, mate. We got loads. Of, we had so many positives to come out of that. Even if we had nicked, even if we had just got away with a point, we'd have yeah. said, "Tell you what, yeah, we panicked a little bit, but we've got a point out of it, which we didn't expect." But my worry is that could really deflate us now. Uh, that's taken a lot out of the boys, and we've come out of it with with zero. So really disappointing, and it shows that if if you go at teams, I saw Brighton. I think they they spanked Chelsea today, and uh, you, you go for these teams. There's not a lot in it, but. We just played into their hands, mate, and I'm just really, really frustrated. Really frustrated, but oh well, it's what it is. Didn't expect anything, did we? We really just lost, so it's what it is. But yeah, hard to take that one, mate. Hard to take. Hard to take, mate. All right. Cheers, Dick. See you soon. Hey, this way? Yeah. Hey, how you All doing, right, mate? You right? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yeah, a bit disappointed. Um, glad for Kiefer. Two great goals. Why did we sit back? Everybody's going to say the same thing, aren't they? Yeah. But we'd invited them onto us. We players like that in the Premiership, Tottenham Hotspur. That's the last thing you want to do, in my opinion. In the first half, we played so well. Coming forward, we kept doing that. Who knows? I think we would have done a lot better than what we did. 3-2 down, you know what I mean? But there you go. Such is life. And we had opportunities, other opportunities in the first half that we didn't quite well, take yeah, as well. Yeah, so. yeah, but we took two opportunities. Out of yeah. The many we had, that was great. Two good, good goals, but to sit back is suicidal. Against teams like Tottenham, absolutely yeah. suicidal. Um, what can I say? Disappointed. I think we. I think a lot of people say the same thing. Yeah, it's all the same thing. Why did we sit back? We gave them all the room they wanted. Sit back on the ball, put the ball in the box, and do what they wanted to do. So yeah. you know, there you go. I was not upwards. Up in cherries. Thanks all right, all the best. Appreciate it. All the best. Hey, Paul, you all right? Hello. <clears throat> well, uh, can we say that? You want to come in together? We do yeah, a do a do a duo a duo, duo, duo today. Uh, so. Uh, let's talk positives. I've, you know, I've heard a lot, Ooh, a lot of okay. negatives. Let's talk positives. Okay, positive is that O'Neill is not our permanent manager um, because that was tactically inept, basically. Yeah. He, he, he let them come onto us. He, he sent a player on the pitch with a note which must have said, let them get back into the game because that's exactly what we did. Just so disappointing. You know, I mean, especially after we went 2-0 up, great header. That header was amazing, the second one. Um, yeah, just so disappointed. That's the only feeling I've got at the moment. And... In terms of positives, I think all of the positives got overwritten by negatives, unfortunately, in that yeah. game. No, I understand it. Let's talk about the goals, though, a little bit more, Noah. Keith Moore. Yeah. Brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, his great head, his second header was great. Yeah. 
Did you see it? I did see it. I was it very... It came in off the crossbar. It, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It makes me wonder... I didn't really see his first header, so how was that? It was very good. It was still very, very good. I mean, it does make me wonder, should we be starting him alongside Dom Solanke and that kind of... T- more often? Should, should they be working together more often? Because it yeah. feels to me like every time Teeth or Moore comes yeah. on, he makes an impact. Yes, because... Um, they might have to learn to work together in case Tav's injured. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. It is a good idea. Fantastic. Anyone stick out for you today apart from Keith Moore? Favourite player? Travers. Nice to see him come back, wasn't it? Nice to see him yeah. come back. Do you reckon he'll hold on to the number one spot for a while now? Hopefully. Hopefully. Brilliant. Thanks, Noah. Until Thanks for coming. Neto's on. recovered. Until Neto's yeah, recovered. I think, I think Travis might have gone walkies for the second. But we'll see on the replay. We will um, see on yeah. the replay. It's good to see you. All, right. All the best, guys. See you soon. Ethan, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I've got a queue today, so I'm going to whip through quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about your first impressions about that game today. Uh, well, first half, we were very good until that happened. Yeah. But I thought we played very well, very impressive, better than the West Ham game, obviously. But what happened? What happened? You never know, do you? But positives, Kiefer Moore, absolute superb. Jay-Z? first starting ages quite impressive but I don't know what silly goals they can see I mean the first goal fair enough it's a good goal but we were just sloppy but a lot of people are saying that maybe maybe we a mistake was that we kind of changed things that we sat back yeah. you never know what could happen in football uh, if, if, if he hadn't changed things and the result had been the same people would be saying well why didn't Gary O'Neill change things mm. but does this kind of put people's feelings I know there was, there was a big swell of support for him to possibly be our manager going forward but the last yeah. few results have not been great have they nah. you know, and it's because they've come from positions where we've looked relatively good in games it's not because yeah. of the opposition necessarily we're playing against yeah. what do you think do you think do you think it's maybe World Cup will see a change of manager for us um, hopefully we don't see a change but obviously every game in the Premier League is tough and it's getting to that stage where we play the tough teams but I have a feeling we should be all right. We should be all right. Okay, brilliant. Good to see you, Ethan. Thank all the best, buddy. Hi, Ollie. How you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah. I mean, what a game. Um, I, I unfortunately didn't have the pleasure of seeing the first Kia from goal because I was uh, I was a bit late to the stadium today. But um, I did see the second one. It was a, it was a decent goal, but I mean, I can't believe we gave away so many corners. You know, we were just giving away so many chances time and time again. I was like, oh my God, they're going to capitalise on this because Spurs are a decent side. Although we don't like to admit it, Spurs are a decent side. And and when you give them that many chances, they're going to take them. And, you know, Conte's a good coach. um, And, of course, he's, he's going to go in and he's going to make sure he wins those games. And, you know what, when Gary O'Neill changed the system, when we were 2-0 up, I'm just thinking, what are you doing? If it's not broke, don't fix it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You're not the first person to say that. Uh, okay, man of the match today for Bournemouth? Ooh, um, Moore. Yeah. Uh, um, a brace from him. You know, he, he's, he looked tired at the end of the game, but rightfully so. I mean, he was he was everywhere, and he was just scoring for fun today. It was amazing to see, but fortunately we can't come away with a result. No, not this time. Maybe next time. Brilliant. All the best. Thank you for coming on. <clears throat> hey, Hunter, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, good. 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 good today, though. Yeah, it was an interesting game, wasn't it? Yeah. But it's, it's, it was going to be hard for them because uh, Tottenham's in the top three. Tottenham are, are definitely a very good team, some very, very good players, but they almost handled them pretty well, didn't they? First half was pretty good. Yeah. The sh- like, it was good, but, like... Like I was gonna say they could get past them, but they couldn't because they had a more strong off team that's their born because they didn't have Kelly on because he's injured and all mm. this stuff. Yeah, there are a few Bournemouth players who weren't in today, like you say, Kelly. Obviously, Neto meant a change in goal as well because he's injured. But Dom Solanke played. People didn't know if he was going to play. He did all right, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did good. Key for more yeah. lovely headers. Yeah. And yeah, two goals. It's lovely to hear. We can make an improvement. I hope so. All good. It's good to see you. 
Yeah, Thanks for coming on, you. Hannah. All the best, buddy. All the best. Alan, are you all right? Not really. After no, that, no one's no one's jumping for joy, are they? You know, and it's it's a funny thing, football, in that if those goals are coming in a different order. We've had, we've mm. had this conversation before. You might feel a little bit different afterwards, but being two 0 up and then losing three two, that's not that's not amazing, is it? No, see, <laughs> I, I just I just don't get why we like we we completely changed it all. You know, we yeah. went went two 0 up and then all of a sudden we decided to sit back and. I've said this before this season, I can't remember what game, but like, I, I don't know why we completely change it if we go 2-0 up, because we were looking so confident when like in possession of the ball, and we were nullifying them completely yeah. when when we were like going forward and attacking well, and then all of a sudden we change it when we go 2-0 up, try and see out, and obviously it literally couldn't have gone any worse. No, I don't think it could have gone any worse, really, apart from if we'd, we'd conceded another one. Mm. And the work, I think what was quite frustrating as well is when we did go... Uh, to all we didn't feel like then we because of the way that yeah. we changed it we didn't have anything going forward ourselves did we yeah 100% I mean I, I, to be honest second half obviously Keith Moore got the goal but I didn't really see much of him yeah. and then brought Anthony on he didn't do much Solanke I don't really know what was going on today he was kind of playing here there and everywhere I mean at times he was dropping back to like a deep midfield role and then yeah. at times he was you know the lone striker up front so but yeah it was it, it, weird tactics from O'Neill to be honest I think that's I, I think that personally, for me, is that that's kind of him gone now. Like, so obviously, I think we'll give him to the World Cup, and then that's it. But yeah, I, I, it's just frustrating because that's three three losses on the bounce. But we've got to get something out of next week, cause otherwise we'll be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, off to Leeds next, aren't we? That that's yeah. uh, they're no they're how are they doing this season? They're kind of uh, they're doing all right. I think they're bobbing along. Jesse Marsh is is their is their manager, isn't he? But he, yeah. he, he might be possibly. Some mm. people are saying he might not have a very long in the job. Um, yeah. Okay then, so uh, best player today? Uh, I mean, I've got to give it to Keith God, Moore, I haven't I? I mean, that, he, was, he, he was amazing. <clears throat> but if, if it would be someone that isn't Keith Moore, probably Tavernier. He just he looks a completely different player today, I think. Yeah, I mean, and he, he maybe should have got a goal in the first half. Got a very good assist as well. Stay very cool. So I think yeah, more on Tavernier for me. Brilliant. That's Thanks, coming on, Ben. Good to see you. Oh yeah, you doing, buddy? You right? Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, so. Um, a lot of people have been talking to me today about the game and they've been sort of talking mainly about the fact that Gary O'Neill decided to make changes and, yeah. and changes that didn't really that seem to have yeah. ruined it. When he took Fredericks off, uh, no, no, not Fre- Fredericks on, yeah. uh, Tavernier off, yeah. ruined it. Yeah, it did. It kind of changed the shape and it changed our anything we had yeah. kind of going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think that means for, for Gary O'Neill now? Because, I mean, that's um, obviously the, the Fulham game, Bournemouth were in the lead and yeah. then they went behind. This game... You know, it's uh, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Does, does this does this mean that maybe this isn't quite his level yet, or um, would I'd you give him longer? I'd give him longer because yeah. he just needs to not change too much in the second half. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And in terms of player state, now everyone's telling me, obviously with two goals, Keith Moore's their man of the match. Yeah. If I was to say to you, okay, you can't pick Keith Moore. You've got to pick someone else yeah. who played for Bournemouth today. Who would you who who stood Sinesi. out for you? Sinesi. Sinesi. Yeah. He played really well in that first half. Yeah, that's no, funny, isn't it? When you think back to when he first played for us, his first yeah. game, that Liverpool game. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? I think everyone was awful that day, but yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah, he's do, he's grow, really growing into it and making a good partnership with Mepham. Yeah. Uh, Travis came in today for Neto. Yeah. Uh, that corner was... Mm. Mm, yeah, I know. I'm not sure about I'm not sure about the first two that, that were yeah. conceded there, really. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I might have to look back on that one, mate. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks cheers, for coming Jake. on. Cheers. All the best, buddy. Hello there. Hi, what's your name? Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. Nice to meet you. How yeah, are you? you too. Yeah, very well, thank you. But uh, very disappointed not to get something out of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I have the same conversation probably now, but a lot of people have been saying that the changes that were made changed the course of the game. Do you think that's a little bit unfair to say? Or do you think maybe actually we have to accept the fact that Tottenham are a very good team and they... Yeah, I They've think I disagree them. with that. I mean, we worked so hard that first half, didn't we? Yeah. Played really, really well, but I think we looked very, very tired second half. So okay, yeah. I was expecting some substitutions, but um, I think we had to get some fresh legs out there, really. But we just ran out of steam, I think. Last 10 minutes, we looked dead on our legs, unfortunately. But it um, gives me a lot of heart for uh, the next few games, to be honest. Yeah. Is that, do you think, going to be a problem with ours? I mean, we're having to work so hard mm. in games mm. that we're always going to have this situation that as the games go later on and, and other teams have real quality on their benches we're always going to be vulnerable aren't we I think that's a good point against the better teams we will be but I think those around us perhaps those in the bottom sort of 10-12 I think we can stay competitive so uh, again very very hopeful I think but 
we desperately, I think, need something out of the next couple of games, don't we? We do. We, we really do, yeah. Thank you so much for coming yeah, nice on. Nice to see you. Much appreciated. Yes. Now, speaking of being uh, competitive at this level, let's see what he's going to say here. Mr. Oh, do you want me to get him coming first? Go on, come on first. Say, okay. say your words. Uh, we're competitive at this level, <laughs> at least in the first half. Yeah. When Tottenham didn't play their first team, their changes made the difference yeah. because they brought on the two players they rested and look at the difference it made. If Dyer had started, Kiefer Moore wouldn't have been able to do what he did. So there are certain things okay. and depths of squads yeah, and yeah. changes and abilities and they turned it up a notch when we couldn't. We haven't got the depth. I'm not frustrated with that performance. I think that was a really good effort. I'm frustrated that you can't put a better effort in against Brentford, Southampton and West Ham. Okay. Because you're not expecting to get anything out of that game. So yes, you were 2-0 up. Yeah. But they have the depth, the strength, the ability. They're in the Champions League. You know, they don't get to that level for no reason. They can do that kind of thing. So... Brentford, Southampton, West Ham, pull your chuffing finger out because <laughs> if you want to be competitive at the levels that matter, yeah. you're going to have to get points in the other games. So I'm not that disappointed with that. I think Meps was great. Obviously, Kiefer Moore is the man <laughs> of the match. I thought he did everything, even in the defensive half. Yeah. I think there was, uh, I feel a little bit sorry for Travs. Yes, he did make an error on their equaliser, but that was an area of his game that we commentated on in the championship that he had Agreed. to improve, and he did improve from regular game time. Now, if there's a part of your game that you're not the best at, that you've improved at, and then you're thrown back in, often that comes back for a bit. Yeah, agreed. So he did make a little bit of a cock up, enough to hold his hands up, but that was always an area he'd got better at, gone a little bit backwards. But on the whole, you know, that was all right. Let's just do it in the games that matter. A very refreshing view, Simon. I think a lot of people looked at the game as kind of Gary O'Neill made a mistake in making changes. But it, it's not like that. It's a game of chess, isn't it? It's not. It's as simple as kind of you do one thing for a reason. You, you know, do, and, and we don't have the depth to compete with that team. We mm. don't. We did brilliantly first off, but where we did brilliantly was, to be fair, where they made their changes and thought, rest week for you blokes. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to put these boys in because they're good enough. So to us and to those boys, they made Tottenham have to make changes yeah. to make them play at a better level. And unfortunately, we don't have that level. We can't raise our game to another level from the bench because we don't have the depth. Speaking of, of from the bench, Keith Moore usually comes from the bench. He doesn't usually start the game. He started the game today, played amazing. Every time I see him come on and, and he makes an impact, impact, is there an argument now to say, OK, we need to find a way to get him in our starting eleven? rather than having him as an well, impact I think that I think that was it. Yeah. Um, because we got crosses into the box, we were looking to get the ball in regularly, and he was just a man-muscle mountain. Yeah. And he was bossing everything. So, yeah, we have to do that more, and we have to get down the channels more, get more crosses in and use him. And we did, you know. That's all right. That's not bad. Right. As long as we do that kind of stuff at Leeds next week, Yeah. and then at home to Everton, they're the games that matter. Yeah. That's me. Josh, done, Josh? Josh, you want to say anything? Um, well, I think the performance was quite good. Yeah, good. But, um, because Tottenham's a good side and they're in the Champions League. So to get uh, two goals against them, I feel like I'm, I'm quite proud about that. Yeah, I think we should be proud about that. I think it's, it's very easy, isn't it, to kind of feel a bit deflated because we didn't end up you know, getting a three points from the game or even a point. But the performance was there, wasn't it, for the yeah. large parts? Yeah, the performance was there. The thing is, if we had that same um, performance against uh, West Ham, Southampton... Yeah. And you, you sound just like your dad, you know that? And stuff. Yeah. We would have been able to um, win, a, win those games if we played like this all the time. OK, here's a tough question for you. Okay, uh, Kiefer Moore, man of the match, definitely. I think everyone's going to say it. But yep. if you were to pick another player, to, you know, if Kiefer Moore wasn't on that pitch and you couldn't pick him, who would you have picked? As, as, as... Mepham. Mepham. OK, good. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. Good to see you. Hey, Mr Sparks. Hello. Great to see you here on home turf. Yes, lovely to finally be here for the first time in many years. OK, so you <laughs> haven't been here in many years and it was a very much kind of uh, up and then down kind of game. Yes. But how are you feeling now? Like, I mean, you, you, you're counting your blessings. You're here, you're watching the game. What do you think? Yeah, up and down, a bit like my journey across the UK, up to Manchester and back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm... <sighs> Look, it's, it's clear that everyone will be very disappointed by that. Regardless of who your opposition is, you go 2-0 up against someone with 
40, no, 35 minutes left in the game. Yeah. I think you're pretty much expecting to not just make sure you get a point, but win that game. And um, it's easy to point fingers, and I think there are fingers that need to be pointed. Um, I think obviously Travers is somewhat culpable for the second goal. I think um, um, you're. Uh, was a little bit culpable for the second goal but then you know he made a few other really good saves in the match so the frustration the biggest frustration for me is probably Stevens for Solanke right at the end mm. I think that um, I was sat next to Aaron Kay and he was I was he was saying like maybe it's Kiefer Moore coming off for him and I'm thinking we've got two centre-backs we're about to bring on a third who do you think comes off surely it's the guy on a yellow card that's got no height it's Adam Smith mm. and then and I'm looking at him thinking like what on earth brain cells would you think to make you decide any differently and there goes Solanke off yeah. and in comes Stevens who forces Smith out to a different position who forces Fredericks into a different position and you think the, the comfort that the team have, have developed admittedly we've conceded two goals yes but everyone's tired but everyone knows what they're doing for the most part and then you change that up and we can see the goal from the third from the corner and now I don't know how involved Stevens was in that and obviously he probably barely had a touch the one thing I would say that I don't think many people maybe have maybe have picked up on is just the fact that we gave away so many, many corners. corners it's like because really um, I was having an argument with Tom Jordan beforehand we actually stopped them up until the goal they can score uh, the corner they scored from yeah. and in my head before the corner happened I'm thinking because Aaron's quite been sort of like, oh, we're going to worry about this. And I'm thinking, yeah. mate, they've done nothing from the corners. Yeah. And then I don't say it because I think <coughs> I'm going to jinx it. Turns out I only needed to think it and I jinxed <laughs> it. So you can blame me for that one. Um, we just like, just for the, even, even the goal for the third, uh, the corner led to the third goal. I can't see them in the north stand, but whoever heads that in the middle of the, of the area of the pitch, I'm just thinking like, how come so many of our headers went the wrong way? Yeah. Why did so many of our header clearancing headers go out for corners? And like, I think that we've got quite a reputation now in the league statistically for conceding from corners from set yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, a we lot. have. Yeah. And I think that's fair enough. But I would say that you compare us to last time around in the Prem. I think we're a lot better defensively and from set pieces. We certainly seem taller. <laughs> well, there's that as well. Yeah. I just think that eventually a team like Tottenham big strong yeah. very powerful they're good from corners anyway you keep giving away corners and you're just asking for it so I think the one thing that I'd pull out from that because I think the performance generally was really good I think a lot of standout players and I think that a lot of people are going to have questions about Garaniel's changes yeah. which I think is fair but I think it may be a little harsh but we do need a permanent manager I would say that the defenders need to stop giving away so many corners we're under a lot of pressure yes but not every clearance has to go for a corner. Do we invite that upon ourselves though, by by the changes, by the by the sitting back? Do, do you think? Do you think it was just a case of oh, let's play it safe, let's try and hold on? Because I, I like you say, I mean, when we take Dom Solanke off, you take away. I'm, I'm not saying he was a great goal threat in the game by any means. No, but he is one. He was a provider. Exactly. He was and a so brilliant provider. When you in take this game. that off, you think to yourself, okay, if we do need to get back into this game at any point, we're losing the options to do so. I suppose with six minutes to go, you're thinking we're not trying to get back into this game at no, this point too. Too. But uh, I would say that yes, we. Uh, there was an element of that because once you bring Anthony on for billing, the one thing that was very noticeable from my position is how many opportunities, how much space. Olive Skip had in the first half yeah. because Billing kept having to follow him yeah. but then you'd often have um, whoever their right centre back was would also come forward a bit and you'd end up with a three on two in that space all the time it was only because their crossing was god awful mm. that they didn't get anything from that I think they got one successful cross out of 23 in the first half I think the stat was um, our defending was great from that giving away a lot of corners but um, I think he had to make a slight change to that but I do feel as though he probably should have tried to pack the midfield a little bit more rather than what we ended up having was basically a 5-2-3 in the end. We kind of lost the midfield completely in that change yeah. and that was the issue. Anthony did some really good work defensively and was one of our main threats counter-attacking in that once he came on. But there's a lot of ways to look at that and I think that a lot of people will quite rightly have questions about O'Neill. He's obviously trying to make the right changes but I do think that we just need someone in now as soon as possible admittedly it's not going to be until after the World Cup who will just set us up in a way that we will stick to because O'Neill hasn't I don't think he's played a single formation and personnel the same in any match okay. since he's joined so, and yeah. after a while 
the players have got a sort of be getting an overload of something and it, and it does and it's tough to be asked to produce a different role every single week and I think that's one of the reasons why I think Lewis Cook is starting to sort of drop off a bit it's because he's being asked to do so many different things and I do feel as though we could probably solidify their roles a little bit more but uh, hey I'm not getting paid for that hopefully <laughs> someone that comes in that does yeah. and they'll be able to make the right decisions thank you so much John God. lovely to see you no problem thank right. you very nice to be here again yeah frustration really was frustration and I think that was the the way I summed it up and that's my overarching th feelings when I chatted to Tom at the pair at Parley because being 2-0 up and then losing 3-2 in the space of just over half an hour it is a devastating way to lose a football match but Bournemouth did look commanding against Spurs for the majority of the game so maybe maybe there are more reasons to feel cheerful than we first thought and perhaps perhaps Kiefer's the key Let's go over the tactical discussion. So we learned a lot of things after the Spurs game and we're going to be going through some positives and negatives from it. So Tom, mm. you've been feeling frustrated. Yes. You've been feeling disappointed. Uh, are there any words that you can pluck out in terms of the way you've been feeling specifically? I think during that game as well, I think I'm not going to do a Halloween pun. Don't worry. I think I think during the game, you know, all the corners there that I'm sure we'll get onto, and obviously it resulted in us losing that two goal lead. I just really I wanted to latibulate. Mm. I wanted to just hide away in a corner. Didn't want to keep watching all these corners. I wanted to hide in a corner. Mm. So that was a nightmare. So that's the word I'm going to use: latibulate. Latibulate. Where well, do you think mate. I got that one from? Just pluck that out of the air, mate. Cheers, Craig. <laughs> not that we're trying to shoehorn these in not every week, but. Yeah, speaking of hiding away in a corner, yeah. though, I mean, we'll come on to the stats and throughout yeah. the show, we'll be, um, we'll be putting some stats on your screen. But wow, the amount of corners that they had. But let, let, let's get on to that later, because the first half was all Bournemouth, mate. Yeah. And we started off, let's take a look at the team formation. This mm. was how they lined up. And from the way that they were listed on Twitter, Tom, we couldn't be sure whether it was going to be four at the back or a back three, but you quickly decided back three. Yeah, I, I felt that, we've said this a few times, he does like Smith inside a little bit. I, I thought, you know, maybe Frederick's coming in because Tavernier hasn't really played on that right side. I think he I think he moved there, didn't he, in the, um, when we brought Jay-Z and Anthony on in the West Ham game. Mm. And that obviously saw a luff in that to think we could do, go with that. Didn't expect Kiefer Ants. It was interesting, I went up the preview, I obviously uh, predicted the team and I went, I think Kiefer Moore will start. And you went, I think Solanke will start. Did I? So they both did. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was promising. And obviously, in hindsight, it's easy to say that works because... Um, Keith and more how good he was. But yeah, I, I liked it. I liked the fact that I think sometimes when you go for two up top, you can get a little bit overstretched in the middle of the park. But what he did is he kept billing in there, which made us have the three. And uh, the wing backs, you know with Jay-Z and Tavernier, you've got energy because they're going to have to do a lot of work because they've got no one in front of them, so to speak. So yeah, I was I was quite quite pleased with it, to be honest with you. Um, I think everyone wanted Jay-Z in. I think a lot of people thought maybe Anthony. But I think the way it was set up, I was quite happy with it. So we got to Dean Court, and as a man who likes Jefferson Lerma and singing his song, mate, you must have been delighted to hear the walkout song that replaced Kanye Power, as we mentioned in the preview. What was it? White Stripes, Seven Nation Army, yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, it's got a 0% record, so... <laughs> no, it was... Um, I did, I couldn't really work it out at the start. I completely forgot about, obviously, the the thing with the Kanye song going. but And then I just I thought we were just singing the Jefferson Lerma chart, because that's what ended up happening. But it's an alright song. It's pretty... Um, Pretty standard. It'd be interesting to see if that is one that we go, well, that's what we've picked, mm. or we maybe mix it up a few times and see what the reception gets. I think but. it should be like what Have I Got News For You did after Angus Dayton was sacked and just have a different guest song every week, mm. maybe. Yeah, we could, not do that? Even, even for a little bit, just kind of, yeah, see what See what works. Yeah, see what works, see what gets the atmosphere going. But um, I was quite pleased early on, I think it was with our start as well, that the atmosphere was, was a lot better than it has been of late. Mm, it has been, and it always helps, though, when the team help to uh, generate that atmosphere by putting in a real shift and getting into attacking positions. And we did that early doors. We had a corner that was flowed over. I know, so all our corners, one of two things happen. It's either short and it's played back to someone on the apex of the penalty area that usually swings it into the far post and then the header will come Not back there, in. Yeah. Or it'll be floated to the far post for someone to get on the end of either they'll knock it back across goal or, yeah. as in Kiefer Moore's case, rose at the far post and mm. just brushed the top of the net. But that was a, that was a real positive start for yeah, us. Yeah, and that was early signs of things to come, wasn't it, with Kiefer Moore um, being a real handful for them and we, we utilised that well as the game went on. But yeah, I think set pieces were what's going to be a big talking point in this game, mate. And um, yeah, the, the decent routines we're having. When you've got Kiefer Moore in there, you've definitely got to get that ball into the box a little bit. And 
as I say, with the atmosphere, I think the, the fact that you have that early chance, you've had an early corner, you know, you, you're going for the throat early doors, you're playing on the front foot, yeah. that is going to, you know, it's give and take, isn't it? And I thought it was nice to see, I, I felt that we were, were getting behind the boys in the stands as well. It was, it was better than it has been. And also Tavernier, I thought, was doing really well early mm. doors. He, he marauded forward on that right-hand flank and he eventually cut in on his left foot and it was a fairly tame yeah. shot, fairly easy for Lloris to gather. But I tell you what, that's so much better to see us driving up the pitch like that. And Definitely. That, that certainly inspired the fans on. I thought, yeah, the atmosphere was a lot better, so much so that could barely hear the Spurs fans. I mean, I was actually right next to the Spurs fans. And even though the North Stand, I could hear them, heard nothing from mm. the Spurs fans whatsoever. So we managed to shut them up. But then, you know, as the game wore on, we always knew that they were going to start to find little pockets of space and get on the ball more. And they were starting to get on the ball. Harry Kane was was instrumental with that. He was dropping deeper to pick up the ball and start moves for them. But, alas... They can have the ball as much as they mm -hmm. want because Tavernier was at it again. The goal that was scored on 20 minutes, I thought the move was re really good. It started on the right flank. The ball came up to, to, to Solanke, yes. demonstrating his hold-up play yet right. again. Held on to the ball, managed to spin his marker and, then, and play the on-rushing Tavernier in. And he's been questioned a few times over his decision-making in the final, final third, ball, but yeah. this time it was perfect. And Absolutely. he put key for more in on goal, on a play, and that finish, it it wasn't easy. I know it's a side-footed finish. It could have been easy to get wrong, but it was such a good finish. And the it? fact that he took it first time as well, I think he had a lot of space. It would have been easy for him to take a touch and, yeah. and you know, and let Lloris come out. It was a really clever finish. I think you said it when we were chatting yesterday. It was um, the, the way he finished, it was a bit like that Forest one from the free kick, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, really similar. nice finish into the corner. But yeah, Tavernier, really good decision-maker at that point, which he's been questioned over. Is that his first assist? I feel like it might be. Yeah, it could, be, um, it could well be. But yeah, that was really good. And I think that goes back to that two up top, because Dom's dropping deep like he always does, doing what Harry Kane tries to do a lot. Yeah. Playing the ball at Tavernier. And I, most of the time, once Dom does that, there's no one in the box. Because mm. it will just be Tavernier running down, waiting for Dom to get back in there, wouldn't it? Mm. But because you've got two up, it means that um, Kiefer Moore's in a good position. And yeah, great, absolutely superb finish. And he's a bloody good finisher, isn't he? Yeah, now, yeah, would really he have good. got that ball had the Spurs defender not slipped? Because he just slipped up on the edge of the penalty box, but I think it was probably going to reach him anyway. I think he probably would have got it. I mean, it, it helped him, uh, of course, and you, you never know. But yeah, he um, he did have a little slip in there. But yeah, great great movement from Kiefer. Well picked out from Tav and a lovely finish, mate. Great way to, to start the game. Yeah, Keith is very confident in front of goal in those positions, yeah. whereas others I feel might take a touch. And I mean, certainly someone like Ryan Christie would. Um, yeah. I even think Don probably really takes good. a touch there. I mean, he still might finish it, but yeah, I think yeah. most people take a touch there. So it was a mm. yeah, real clever finish. And yeah, we've seen it a few times now, haven't we? I always remember the one, the last game of the season was at Millwall, mm. where he come off the bench just right. He had so much time to think about, it, he just yeah, smashed yeah. it into That's the sure. uh, really good finish. He can score with his head. He can just place it into the corner and he can smash one in as well. So really good signs. So in terms of the midfield, it seemed to be Lerma seemed to be slightly deeper, mm. like almost like the holding midfielder role. And Cook and Billing were sort of given licence to go forward every now and then by the yeah. looks of it. It looked like Billing was kind of a little bit more off that left channel to a yeah. degree, left central, and, and Lewis Cook was right. Because there's a few times early on in the game where um, Lewis Cook was, was getting the ball quite wide on the right mm. and kind of trying to play them balls in the channels for Tavernier. And I think that's when you've got wing-backs, they're quite isolated out there. So you need your midfield players. And I think it was... Lewis Cook was going over there. You help out Tavernier when mm. needs be, and Billing doing the same with with Lerma, so, uh, with Lerma, with with Zamora, with Lerma sat in there. So yeah, well, well, mate. Spurs had isolated chances. Mm. Ollie Skip had a shot that Travis saved. I think it was probably going into side net yeah. or post and wide anyway. But then there was that cross from Son, who uh, I wasn't sure who it was at the time. It turned out to be Sanessi, who just yeah. got a touch and, and put it onto the post. Without that touch, it might have been floating in. It's, yeah, it, it's one of those that tempts the goalkeeper. But then he's always wary, if it gets a touch, then yeah. I'm going to be screwed here. But Sanessi managed to get a touch. And Vital touch. We, yeah, we managed to get out wide. And apart from that, I think we saw out the half fairly comfortably. But in that first half, Kiefer Moore, his hold-up play was absolutely superb. Dom was working his socks off. Yep. There wasn't a weak player on the side, I thought. Yeah, no, I thought everyone thought was doing was their brilliant. job job so well. I think Dom always looks just looks so like happy that he's got someone up there with him. Um you know, because it's three centre half, so he, he's he's not having to do it against three of them. He's got um, Kiefer to kind of nullify him a little bit, and he can get a little bit more space. I thought the wing backs were brilliant in that first half, working really well. But yeah, I knew at half time. I think I was um, talking to Mark Jackson at half time, and I said they will definitely bring on Lucas Moura now. 
they will go to that three uh, up front for sure and they'll take off one of them three midfielders that ended up being skipped and it could have yeah. quite easily been Basuma or I didn't think was having a great game who come off later but yeah I did think they'd do that so I knew that would maybe stop Jay-Z getting full quite as much because Lucas Moore has got a bit of pace you'd have to be wary of that but yeah I was in really positive spirits I probably at half time would have thought we're in a good position to maybe get a point now but then we started the second half as we did yeah we did so with Moore coming on that was always going to be another threat yeah. but only three minutes later Wow. Mm. Kiefer Moore was at it again. And it was a funny little move, actually. It was on the, because I was vlogging this. It was, it was on the right-hand side. And then Lewis Cook played a ball. I think he was trying to find Adam Smith. But Adam Smith didn't make the run forward. And I thought, I thought the ball was going out of play. But Dom Salampin has slowed up. And then Dom managed to pick it up and then lay it back to Adam Smith, who, who curled in a wicked cross. Now, when you see the moment that Adam Smith crosses it in, like, Kiefer Moore's nowhere near. No. You wouldn't think he's not going to be winning that. If you know where the ball's going to end up, you think Kiefer Moore. That is one of the best-headed goals I've seen at Dean Court for a long, long time. Honestly, head. it helps that it went crossbar and in. One of my fa- yeah, There's been a few favourites of mine, one of which was uh, David Brooks against Brighton, that oh, kind flip. of pirouetted header. Yeah. That, that, I loved that. Mm. That was a beautiful goal. It was. There, and it showed bravery, it showed courage, and... What a player, mate. What, he's, he causes so much nuisance. He does. And it, remo- it reminds me a little bit of when we're putting them balls in the box. Because of late, well, really this season, especially when Kiefer's not on the pitch, um, you're putting in balls in the box and you're not really expecting of anything. It reminds me of when we had Jan Kermigan in the Championship and you think of the ball and you think he could do anything. That he mm. could easily get on the end of this. And as soon as the ball came in, I felt like well, this could be a goal. Because yeah. Kiefer... And honestly, the, I mean, the goal in the first half, which we spoke about, with the way Dom drops off like Harry Kane does, yeah. and then Moore takes it so well after the Tavernier cross, and then that ball from Smith and the header, they're both stunning goals, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think it's been talked about enough. They're brilliant goals. Unbelievable header from Kiefer. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Like you say, it always looks better when it, when it comes off the bar and in as well. But yeah, beautiful header, mate. And I also think, you know when sometimes you can get a little bit um, over the top with kind of statistics. Mm. So Dom Solanke in the stats is not involved in either goal. Mm. He's the assist of the assist in both yeah, goals. Yeah. He is instrumental in both them goals. He's the one that keeps the ball in play, lays it back to Smith, who gets the assist. Mm. He's the one that plays a brilliant ball into Tavernier, who gets the assist. So sometimes I think this is where, you know, stats kind of... Yeah. Dom Solanke was massive in both goals. Yeah. Um, so I think that's worth pointing out. But lovely header, mate. Right behind that. And oh, I couldn't believe it. And then I suddenly thought, oh my God. Mm. We're going to win this game. Unbelievable. Mm. And you couldn't cope with him. And it's a whatever, you know, we all know what happened at the end of the game. But tell you what, what you forget sometimes until he plays, what a handful we've got in Kiefer Moore. Yeah. You know, and that's, keep, having Kiefer Moore and Dom Solanke when you're going to be in a relegation scrap is, is massive. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I thought Conte might be sort of making some changes almost straight mm. away after that, but he didn't. He took a while to figure out what he was going to do. And they were lining up a triple substitution by the looks of it. I think Sessignon then, was coming off. He was coming off. He was one of them. But then, I would say against the run of play on 57, it was Hoiberg that picked up the ball in a, Good pass. in a little pocket of space. And it was a goal that was against the run of play. And it just came out of nowhere, really. I mean, Tavernier was probably caught a little bit flat-footed. And Sessignon, who was to his left, managed to sneak in and just get that shot away from the angle. And at 2-1, mm. it then becomes a double change, doesn't it? I think yes. Dyer came on and Bentecourt replacing Basuma and Sanchez. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, it's fair to say it was pretty much downhill from that. Yes. Yeah. As you say, the goal it felt like it came out of nowhere, really, because we were in control from the goal. But... Um, it's one of them. I think Tavernier had such a good game. We spoke about his assist for the first goal. And that, that's where sometimes you go, you watch that first kind of 50-odd minutes and go, why has Tavernier never played right wing back before? I mean, he's unbelievable there. And then one pass and set and the uh, oppos- opposing wing back is in straight away. One pass. Tavernier will be disappointed with that. Mepham nearly got across and saved him. But yeah, that, that's where sometimes you have a player there that it's not his natural position. He's playing really well. But sometimes just, just that not natural to be a wing back, he yeah. just got caught the wrong side, did he? And Sessegnon t- took it well, to be fair to him. But yeah, as you say, they made two two subs that ended up massively influencing the game. And we made one that probably didn't help. And at this point, I was starting to notice the amount of corners that they were getting. I mean, I noticed it in the first half, but then in the second half, I mean, we've got, we've got the stats showing on screen now. And oh my goodness, check out the amount of corners in the bottom right-hand side there. 19 corners to their two. It felt like Son possibly took them all. And I've got to say, his delivery is exceptional. It's exceptional. Um, 
he took them all until the subs and then Perisic come on and actually got an assist, didn't he? So yeah. it shows the, I think Gary Neal mentioned it and it does show the quality they can bring on. You're mm. getting tough balls in the box all game and then they go, you've got Perisic as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was difficult. But yeah, it's, it's one of them. You've you got to clear your lines, but I think we've said a lot that how compact and, and solid we've been, hard to break down from open play under Gary Neal. Mm. We've seen a lot of corners. Um, I think Coyote at Forest, mm. Diop at Fulham and Zuma shouldn't have counted. At West Ham, we struggled from corners. So mm. when you're giving a team of the quality of Tottenham 19, mm. you're probably going to come unstuck, um, you know, away down the line, and that's what ended up happening. But yeah, it was all from that, all from that goal from Sessegnon. Their changes, our changes, and it was a concoction of all of it that made yes. AFC Bournemouth the weaker for it. So Philip Billing made way, and Jaden Anthony come on. Um, Shape-wise, what happened? Uh, well, we. For whatever reason, we felt that we needed to change the shape. The thing is, was I disgusted that Billing came off? Not really. He wasn't having a bad game, but you could have bought on a Rothwell for a, a like for like. You could have bought on a Pearson and, and just made it a little bit more secure in that middle. But bringing on Anthony, not his fault. No, but it no, meant you no. you suddenly oh we're bringing on a winger. We ain't playing with wingers. Yeah. So he moved, put him on his normal side on the left wing, and then we decided Dom Solanke would go to the right wing. Mm. Didn't didn't get that at all. Um, and we we were playing the game where. Obviously, they're trying to play out from the back a little bit, but they've got Kiefer Moore, Dom Solanke and Billing from central areas yeah. stopping them playing. And then we've suddenly gone, right, Kiefer, you've got to do it on your own now, who's, who's you know, who's dead on his feet, so to speak, and mm. Dom Solanke's now moved wide, Billing's come off. So now, their back three, who have had no room to breathe, have suddenly can just wander up the yeah. pitch and just take as much time as they want. We, we as, as you said, right at the start of the show, mate, we hit the panic button as soon as Sesson Young scored, and I didn't get that. We... I think I said on the fan cams, we played like it was the 85th minute when it was the 60th. Can Gary O'Neill never do right for doing wrong, though? Because there have been previous games, Saints, I think, he made changes like brought on Dembele. We were thinking, yeah. why don't we bring on Anthony? He brought on Rothwell that now plays the same. Perhaps we should have brought on him yes. in this game just to hold on to the ball a little bit more and drive forward with it. Um, is in, in hindsight, it's very easy to of course. criticise, isn't it? Of course, that's that's what we can do. I think in both games, there's, there's weird parallels in terms of the Southampton game. It felt like there wasn't really much idea. It was just put on the most attacking players. Mm. And this game, there was no real idea. It was just make sure there's more defensive players yeah. as, as we come on to. I'm not saying Jane Nantley's a defensive player, but it allowed us to make the system more defensive. Um, and then you're, you're virtually playing like Tavernier, for example, at right back, which... Mm. You know, he's, he was struggling enough at wing back. So yeah, it was um, it was a weird one. Obviously, like you say, if if, if they don't put the ball in the net, we go. They were, we don't talk about the changes. But unfortunately for for Gary O'Neill, we ended up throwing away a two goal lead. So we're gonna they're gonna be highlighted a little bit. And it just it just smacked of desperation and panic when I don't think it needed to. They got in once and they scored, but we didn't need to go mad and change everything. Mm. So yeah, it was disappointing. And one of the goals that were scored mm. was from a set piece. It was from a corner where I think Mark Travers was pretty much guilty of trying to punch out a ball that he eventually got nowhere near and it was a simple header at the far post for Ben Davies, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely gutted for him, mate, because um, I, I worried about this. He's rarely, I mean, last season, how bloody good was he? He's rarely ever let us down and and then he comes out for a bit and it's, it's easy for us all to go... Yeah, no, he's been good, but we know we've got Travers be going, yeah, but now he's suddenly feeling a bit like, oh my God, I've got to take a chance, I've got to take a chance. Pretty which is annoying. which is a bit odd, because Neto's not there, he's not going to play Cameron playing. You know, Travers doesn't need no, to, no. there's no pressure on you. It's not like he's just come back in and Neto's been dropped. You'll be playing to the World Cup now. But he just, for whatever reason, saw the flight of the ball and felt he could get it. But as soon as he comes, he, he just has to. Mm. Um, if he stays in his goal, I think Davis just heads it straight to him. Mm. So, yeah, unfortunately for Travs, it was a, a, a mistake. It was a, a glaringly... Obvious, obvious error from our goalkeeper, which was a real shame. But um, yeah, is what it is, mate. I think when you give away that many corners, probably one's going to hurt you at some point. But it looks worse the more I see it. He comes out, he's nowhere near. No, well, no one was even in his way to impede no. him. And what, what the thing is, though, right? Mm. He doesn't even get his arms out. He, he, he doesn't, doesn't even, even go to punch arm. it. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't even go to punch it. So he tries to get into position, and for some reason, he just doesn't. And I'm not really sure why that is. He's sort of half looking at. The players in front of him, and then half looking at the ball, and then eventually, yeah, it just he just he, I think he flaps. He, he yeah, flaps. he comes, and then I think quite quickly he realises he ain't gonna get it, so he just puts his arms in the air to try and block anything he can. Um, yeah, real shame for him, but 
You know, he, he made some decent reaction saves, I felt, during the game. Mm. I don't think any were spectacular. Yeah, I think... he did from Son as well. Yeah. He had a shot at the near post that he saved there's really a, well. Yeah, yeah there was one of the first half, you said, um, that could have hit Son. So they, they weren't world-class saves, but they were saves that needed to be made, and he showed his reactions well, and the crowd were getting behind him. It was a real shame that he... Because I felt that he was uh, back in the last season, start of this season, he was getting better at that from yeah. set pieces, and it was just one of them, one of them moments. And um, he probably just got a little bit carried away and felt, "I'm going to come and deal with this," mm. which is which is nice to see. I don't like goalies that are always planted to their line, but it just didn't didn't happen for him. Um, really, really gutted for him, to be honest with you. Well, if Spurs had the uh, the bit between their teeth uh, at that point, then moments later we took off Tavernier and put on Fredericks, who you know similar roles, however. Um, Fredericks is is more defensively minded. He gets forward. I kind of got that so change. Often. Yeah, I kind of got that change because the way we were we were playing. Um, once he made them changes, which I didn't agree with in terms of the system, as I briefly alluded to, then Tavernier's at right back, which mm. he's probably never played. Fredericks has played that quite naturally. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of got that one. If we were going to stay with that. Um, that that one made sense. The one after that, probably not. By the way, what happened? Because I was sworn there was a mm. bit of a melee that happened. I thought I thought Adam Smith got booked, and then immediately I was thinking, oh god, he's missed the next one. But it turned out not to be. It what? was Harry Kane, I think it was that got booked. Oh, um, weird one. It was um, yeah, it was a bit of confusion. It looked like, and I think Kane and because um, obviously Kane, I, I know he's not. I think Larissa is actually the captain, but Kane always feels like the the leader on the pitch. And obviously Smith, he's our captain. So I think they were both talking to the ref. Was that from, before the goal or after the? Um, just before. before. Okay. And it, you just saw a yellow card, and it, we felt like it was. It was actually something Harry Kane said. Okay. Apparently. Okay. So that was yeah, it was a relief for us because he's just got to get through a couple more Smithy, yeah. and then it resets because he's been hanging over him that them four yellows. But um, yeah, that was that was a relief because I thought. You know, don't want to jump the gun too much, but I thought um, Smithy was absolutely superb. By the way, I yeah, thought agreed. there were so many times in that game, probably before the moments we're going to now, but where they were chucking balls in, and he was covering the centre yeah. off so well. With I think he made a really good header at one point um, at the back stick, and he was just coming in sweeping up really well. And yeah. I think he's really starting to show that experience. And I've probably said it before, but he really goes under the radar. Like he's he's never like in the nominees for like player of the month things. Like, oh, I think he's been exceptional yeah. this season. I really do. And Taking that armband on as well since Kenny's been out, I think he's been brilliant. Then towards the end, 89 minutes, you know, I'm like, who wants to be a millionaire now that you can set your own safety net? <laughs> uh, that's what we seem to do by taking off Dom and putting on Jack Stevens, but it didn't pay off. We answered the question wrong and went home with nothing. Uh, as moments later, it was Bentecourt that um, it was it was a corner that came in. I think he, he got the initial mm. header, was it? Yeah, and then it kind of ricocheted back to him. And then he it? just side foot and just placed it in. Really good finish, actually. It, but it was on the cards. It was inevitable. It was always going to... I think I said that on the vlog as well. It was always yeah. going to happen. It felt that way, didn't it? It felt like it was coming. And um, it's it's one of them. When you see... Nothing against him. But when you see Jack Stevens coming on for Dom Solanke, you think, yeah, we we know what's going to happen here a little bit. And the amount of bodies we have in that box, um, probably a little bit, unfortunately, it falls straight to Benton Kerr. But yeah, we got to deal with it better. Yeah, I think the weird thing was... You know, I thought we had a brilliant game, by the way. But Marco Sinesi, I think the lead up to that corner, which was the winner, his yeah. header, like he yeah. went to clear it, it just kind of went off 50p yeah. head and went the other yeah. way. I mean, at the, in the, at the time, when obviously, as we keep mentioning with hindsight, at the time, I'm there going, yeah, just get rid of it. I don't care where it goes. But yeah, obviously, resulted in a corner where they were causing problems. And um, they got another one from that. Really disappointing, mate. But um, yeah, it was, I think, Benton Cool, I think from their point of view, you know, you don't want to be too harsh on our lads. Yeah, there's a few ricochets, but I mean, he has side-footed that in brilliantly. And he's, he's a quality footballer. And as I said earlier, Gary O'Neill said it, the changes they can make, Benton Kerr comes on, mm. scores the winner. Perisic comes on, assists a goal. I thought Eric Dyer when he come on, just, just gave him that leadership and just went, yeah. right, I'm going to take the ball up the pitch. And yeah, the options they have from the bench, because I thought some of the ones that started, I thought um, I thought Pesuma was pretty average. I thought Emerson Royale was hopeless. Um, Davison Sanchez but, weren't very good. But, by the way, so the Arsenal fans sang Saliba. Yes. The Spurs fans sang Basuma. Basuma. Is it right that in the North Stand someone tried to do that chant for... Sinesi. <laughs> it doesn't even go. Yeah. I mean, we got Zamora there as well. Yes, yeah, Zamora. Um, yeah, I think we, we tried to get... Sinesi. Yeah, we tried a little bit, to be fair. I didn't really get too involved with that one. But good, yeah, good. I think it was actually originally a Brighton Basuma. So um, Tottenham have, have carried that on. It's a nice little chant. Isn't it? But yeah, I did think he had a great game, actually. But Ooh. yeah, um, I think they've got a nice little chant for Benton Coor as well, which they then started singing and uh, found their voices a little bit. But Ooh. I was gutted for the lads, mate. I really yeah. was. But it also felt like oh, we had that. Yeah, we, we had that. We, we've got the average position showing on screen. Can you take anything from that, mate? These were the substitution. These were the... Uh, mm. Before the substitutions, I mean, very deep. And then 
we yeah. bought some substitutions which provided a little bit more width. But can you can you take anything from that? Um, I think um, opposed to different games, we definitely had a bit more width in this game in general because of the wing backs. Mm. Um, I think they're in kind of the positions I would expect them to be in. Jaden comes on and, and really tries to play quite high on the counter attack. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's probably got a little bit. They're, they're a lot more narrow, and then kind and, of and more advanced as well. A lot, of, of course. But I, I expect all that. It was yeah. There wasn't. I, I felt that even when the subs were made, we they all all the lads played their roles that they I felt they were told to and felt they should have. Mm. Really, um, it was just the fact that we just invited them on so much mm. when. You know, a lot of teams, yeah, maybe we haven't got the quality of other teams, but when you're leading 2-1 like we are, you just you try and keep the ball. And I think yeah. you've got people like Ben Pearce on the bench that's quite good at that. And you kind of just keep the ball and, and make it difficult for them. What we decided to do was let them have the ball and just go deeper and deeper and deeper and hope that we can hang on, really. And I felt that if we did that, because it was the 85th minute, I would get it. We'd done it on 57. Yeah. Um, too much time for a quality of Tottenham. They, they were always going to break us down. And you can see the heat maps there as well. I mean, look, they were all over the pitch, but we were pretty much camped in our half. But that you know, that doesn't really tell the story of the first half, I don't think, because I think no. that we played on the counter and we did it to very, very good effect. And we're going to be playing teams that are hopefully mm. as equally susceptible as what Spurs are, that will remain to be seen. Mm. It's not all doom and gloom, though. There's no, a new manager not. bounce that we'll hopefully get when the new manager comes in. Uh, the new owner bounce when yeah, that's maybe. officially announced as well. We had the new new owner in the stadium bounce, didn't we? Yeah, so, we yeah. did. And also, we've got this... This kind of, he's like a weapon, Kiefer Moore, that we can bring on. I mean, there have been some games where he hasn't been effective, but then when he's played to his strengths alongside Dom Solanke as well. I think that's the key. Dom Solanke's the focus, but when you've got Kiefer Moore on, that just, you know, that doubles their problems defensively. And they must be thinking, right, what do we do here? Yeah. Causes all sorts of havoc. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you, you can almost play, like when you play the way we did, you can almost have... Kiefer Moore's the focal point and Dom and Billing are almost the ones just pick up scraps in the yeah. round and hard to pick up. It's really good. And the fact that, you know, we said about Tavernier, how many positions he can occupy now. There's definitely a lot of flexibility and fluidity with, we've got a lot of versatile players, I think, and we can in-game change things. The worry, I think, of late, if we're going to be critical, is we've maybe overthought it a little bit too much. Because we've got so many variations, we're probably in-game changing things all the time a little bit, as we've already spoke about in this game. But, Going back to the point on Kiefer Moore, mate, what a player. He's going to be a real handful for teams. It gives us great options. And I think at the moment, up until the World Cup, um, the couple of games we've got there, we've got to find a way of just making sure him and Dom are both in that team. Whatever way you do it, you've got to play them both. Um, they've, yeah, Kiefer's Keith, earned the right now for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that can... Yeah, so it's a really good thing to do because we can play off Dom and also we can get wide and get some balls in the box as well. So, yeah, yeah, really enjoying it. I think for the large parts as well, we've got to say that, again, I thought Mepham and Sanessi were brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Meppen, by the way, is a joke at the moment. He stopped Harland and Kane for large parts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. remember that. He's yeah. been absolutely superb. Smithy, as I mentioned as well. I thought Jay-Z come back into the team was really good for large parts as well. How much of a difference does it make playing a left-footed player on the left flank? Absolutely. And I think we have said how Fredericks was having some good performances, but I've, he's just tailed off a little bit the last few. So it's really good to take him out of the firing line a little bit, put... Put um put Jay-Z back in on that left-hand side. thought he was great. And I got, say something. I, go on. I didn't... It sounds horrible. I didn't miss Christie. No, not at all. Not at all. I think I feel for him because I, I love the work rate he gives you. Absolutely. But I think you already have that in Tavernier. Um, and yeah, Chris Christie's a good one that you know you can bring on because you know what you're going to get from him. But unfortunately for Christie, he's not getting the numbers. He's not. He never looks like he's going to score. He never really looks like he's going to get an assist. I say that, yeah, he has got a goal. Yeah. But we all know how scrappy that one was. He's a good player, Ryan Christie, but we can't be relying on him playing starting every single week. He shouldn't yeah. be the first name on the team sheet. And to be fair, I think a few below par performances and it's nice for us to go, right, we can we can play without you now and we're still waiting for, you know, your Joe Rothwells to come in as well. Junior, obviously we all know of his fitness, but we know he's got quality. So some really good options now that we can that we can bring in. And this is all without our skipper, remember, who we don't know where is where yeah. he is. So um, I'm very sceptical on, on the Lloyd Kelly thing at the moment from just from a personal point of view I don't understand why he's just gone without any real note of it so luckily under partnership of Meppham and Senesi's you know just getting better and better by the game really mm. alright so positive. yeah yeah do agree do agree right we're going to hear some fans thoughts now kicking off with Heather we've also got Algard Livy sends hers in and also Filippo as well let's hear what they had to say so I thought I'd try and put a more positive spin on um, the match today. 
um, there were some positive points to it. It felt much better than the previous three matches um, where it just felt like the team weren't together and they were just sort of flailing around, basically. Um, we kept Kane out, we kept Son out. Um, and yes, we lost our lead, but it didn't all go to pieces. Um, I think taking Phil off was a mistake. I mean, I'm going to say that anyway, aren't I? But um, he sort of feels like the glue. Um, and yeah, he it changed the formation and that sort of screwed us, basically. Um, but that it definitely was a more positive match than the last three in spite of the result. And they are a top six team and we didn't get absolutely smashed by them. So there we go. Up the chairs. It was all hunky-dory, wasn't it? Um, 50 minutes, 2-0 up. And then we changed everything. And Tottenham just ran the last 40 minutes with us doing absolutely nothing about it because we couldn't. Um, so I'm very, very disappointed with that. I, I thought there was, even at 2-0, I didn't think we was going to, for certain, win it and happily taken a point. But uh, no, we haven't even got that tonight. So we've got to keep smiling. Um, yes, we are getting closer to the, uh, the points tally at the bottom bottom three, but long, long, long way to go. Hi, it's Libby. Um, at full time on Saturday, absolutely devastated. Can't lie completely heartbroken it wasn't like we even thought we beat Spurs before the game started but we got our hopes up when we went 2-0 up um, and we were on such a high and to then give that away it was just really heartbreaking um, I thought there were loads of positives to take though from the match you know Mepham man of the match in that first half and Snacey they still playing really really well and more scoring goals. So we played well. So by Sunday and hearing the fan cams and a bit of positivity, I was feeling much better. So devastated to start with, now a bit more positive. Cheers, up the chairs. We completed this, we stopped playing and we conceded everything to Tottenham, not only the goals, we conceded everything, lots and lots of corners. And you say, uh, one of the corners must go in, but if you defend well all, all the corners, uh, you uh, you still win. And uh, and we didn't defend well. On the second goal, um, Mark Traversant to, had to go out. And instead he, he stood on on the goal and Ben Davis scored. And uh, on the final goal, yeah, uh, uh, Rodrigo Bentancur was free to, to shoot through times. And it's really not possible now. the the worst the worst thing is also uh, the results. Uh, Leeds United won at Anfield after uh, four consecutive defeats, and, and now it uh, it was a it was a big game uh, before uh, before this round of games. But but now it's it's a huge game. It's a massive games game at uh, at Ella Road next Saturday and. Uh, Still believe in this team, but uh, we 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 can't stop playing. We can't collapse like that. Up the cherries. Yeah, great. some really good views there. Thank you to everyone who submitted there, and Al, keep up the good fight, mate. Really nice to hear your opinions, and uh, we'll be making sure we check out your YouTube channel. Check out our channel. Give him a subscribe. Card is at the top of the screen. He would really appreciate it, and so would we, if you clicked through. So, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's pretty much summed it up. Frustration, deflation, the elation at the time. But we've got to take the positives. And we move on to a lead side now, mate, that, that turned over Liverpool. And I don't know if that's a good, a good result or not these days. I mean, somehow we faced them and lost 9-0 to them. But that that result was mm. almost a fallacy with their season. I mean, they've, they've been absolutely dire, haven't they? And, uh, yeah. What, what a weird team this this season. But credit to Leeds. Oh, of course. And it, don't get me wrong, it's, um, it was frustrating to see that result from uh, our perspective because we're going to be probably scrapping with Leeds more than we are Liverpool. Mm. Um, but you always know, going, regardless of that result, I'd be thinking going to Ellen Road, Leeds away is... Um, very eerie, ghastly yeah, yeah. Uh, place to go because in this in the sense that 
it's they get an atmosphere going. It's really, really difficult to go there and win. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of teams this season, even some of the bigger boys, would go get a point out of Rose not bad. So going to be a really tough game, mate. Um, they done well, but as you say, beat Liverpool at the moment. I mean, Forest beat them and then got spanked five 0 to Arsenal. Yeah, so it's exactly. it's not always. I don't. I'm you know I thought and they've got to play completely differently against yeah. Liverpool away than they have at home to Bournemouth. They'll try and take the game to us a little bit more. So maybe suits on the counter attack. I have felt that watch leads a few times lately, and I do feel they play some good stuff and they're quite front foot. But they definitely, you can get them at the break. I don't think they're the most defensively sound. I think their goalkeeper keeps them in a lot of games. Um, so, yeah, I think Kiefer Moore, Dom Solanke, I think we could have them on the break. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a good one. But this one, I've got a feeling this one could have some goals. It could be. Looking back over my shoulder. And that's what we're doing seemingly now when we're looking at the league table. I mean, I love the goal difference, by the way. Sliding on down there, mate. Yeah. Mm. I mean, hey, listen, we still, I still tell you now, I would have, after that Liverpool game, the 9 0, mm. you go, we've got two games, uh, two league games till the World Cup. Would you take 14th? Yeah. I would have. Yeah. I would have. I know it's horrible because we had a, that good little run. Yeah. And now we're tailing off a little bit, but we all, obviously all jokingly were kind of saying about how well we're doing and Gary Neal's invincible, but we always knew we were going to be in there at some point, I think. And let's face it, no, like, five of those 13 matches have been against top. Six yeah. sides. Yeah. That includes Newcastle. Yeah, of course. Um, and then so yeah, that's that's all right. Yeah, we're kind of where we expect to be, and I think there's probably I would say the the fact Leicester are so low down as a surprise, but then I probably would have predicted that Fulham would have been. So they kind yeah. of just switched what I thought uh, Fulham going really well. Yeah, they are. But um, yeah, we're we're where where I think we should be. And listen, yeah, if you take out the context of of the game that we were tuned up, I don't think anyone expected anything against Tottenham. If we can somehow. Go to, go to Ellen Road, get a point, and then beat Everton at home. We'll, we'll be well happy going into the World Cup. If we can get four, a lot of Bournemouth fans would take three. Mm. Some Bournemouth fans may even take two. Mm. But if we can go into that Leeds game, pick something up, last home game before the before the World Cup, we've got a point at Leeds. Go in there, beat Everton. I think I think we'll be in a really good place, mate, going into some changes after the World Cup, I would have thought. That's so, awesome. yeah, awesome. uh, two two massive football matches, two massive games. If you, if you go and lose, and lose both of them, then we're going to be waiting for that season to start again, that second half of the season, really. And it's Chelsea, it's United, I think we've got Palace in there. But we've got then we start going back to that. I think at one point, it might be January, February, we play City, Liverpool, Arsenal back-to-back -back again. So Wonderful, can't wait for that. Yeah, so some, some key games, mate. But I'm going into that Leeds game, despite them beating Liverpool and us throwing away a two-goal lead. I think there's going to be be chance to be had there, and it yeah. could be a special away day. Oh, that was a difficult one. Being 2-0 up with about well, 35 minutes to go. Honestly, I thought to myself, look, even if we get a point from here, this will be good. But Spurs did what many top six sides do and got that winner. Oh, that was frustrating. Next, it's up to Leeds United. And wow, they're going to be buoyant. They beat Liverpool on their own turf. Can't say we did the same. Be really interesting to have a matchup at Ellen Road. Uh, it's a stadium where we haven't got a point at, like forever, have we? I don't think we have. We'll look through the stats, I'm sure. And on YouTube throughout the week, there'll be plenty of preview content that you can feast your eyes and ears on. But anyway, we're going to be back next week with the dissection of that one. But until then, thank you so much for listening and sticking with us. This has been Back of the Net the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Richie. Maybe on Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! The roof of the gold sands is raised! Everyone here knows what that could mean to this football club. Podcast Network.